Well, good morning, everyone. Great to have you at our all-age service this morning. You're very welcome. If you're a guest, uh, if you're watching at home, uh, we hope that this morning is a blessing to you as we come and hear from God's Word, sing to Him in praise, pray to Him, and join together as our church family here at LCBC. Psalm 103, uh, verses 1 to 5. Here's what it says. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion? Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's? I want to hope that is for all of us who put our trust in Jesus, that that is our guarantee to be with our King forever one day because of what Jesus has done for us. So let's pray as we begin our service and then sing a song that speaks into the truth of Psalm 103. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that for those who put their trust in Jesus, an eternity with their King awaits. And that's where all of us will be who put our trust in Jesus. Help us to praise you now this morning. Not just from the surface of our lips, but from the depths of our souls, as the psalm says. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to play a bit of a game, okay, a bit of a game. An actions challenge to be precise. Here's how it's going to be working. On the screen, I'm going to show some action words, okay? Uh, words ending with ing, things that you do. And I'm going to ask two volunteers to come up, okay? They're going to stand up on the stage and they're going to be looking out to the audience, okay? There's going to be a boys team and there's going to be a girls team, boys v girls, okay? Whoever goes first, they're going to stand here and you are going to be doing the actions. Whatever word you see on the screen behind them, they can't see it. You're going to use your bodies to act out. Okay, you can't speak, you can't make sound effects. You've just got to use your body as the group to try and help me, the guesser, guess what action is behind me. You've got one minute to do as many as you can. And whoever gets the most after the minute is the winner. Make sense? Simple as that. Now, we do need some volunteers, though, don't we? We need some expert action guesses, I think. And I think there's only two people that are capable of this job that are sitting downstairs. I did think of Neil and Liz, but they're upstairs. They're hiding away at the back. So I think Martin and Helen Walker are the champions to be working out. So if you want to come forward, again, you're going to stand at the pulpit. And Martin, do you want to go first or second? Boys, first or second? Your choice. First. Gentlemen first, okay. So that means, gentlemen, you need to stand up. Everyone needs to stand up if you're a gentleman. Whatever you see, I'm going to turn the television off so you can't see the words. There you go. Right? <laughs> yeah, the camera band. Okay, so you've got one minute on the clock. Lisa, can you keep count how many they get right? Okay, you can keep how many they get right. Are you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, begin. Eating. Washing hands. Washing, I'll give it you. Sleeping. Punching, uh, boxing. Kicking, fighting. Ah. Singing. Yes. 
<laughs> I've no idea. <laughs> Supposing. Yes. 30 seconds left. Skiing. Talking on the phone. Yeah. Speaking. Listening. ING words. Uh, phoning. Ah. Sneezing. <laughs> Running. Riding. Cycling. Ah. Brushing teeth. Brushing. Time! Oh. Okay, not bad. Not Very bad. good. Well done, to Lisa. How many did they get? Eleven. Eleven? Eleven is the score to be. Okay. I'm scared they've used all the good words up. Yeah, well, we'll see. Right, Everett, all the ladies, your chance to stand up, see if you can beat eleven. Uh, Martin, can you keep, oh no, I won't trust Martin actually. Dave Green, can you count how many they get right, okay? Count on your fingers. We'll see how we get on. Right. Measuring is the word on the screen, okay, but we're not going to use that word, okay? We're going to use whatever the next word is. Ladies, are you ready? Yeah. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Ladies, are you ready? Yes, okay, here we go. After three, two, one, begin. Driving. Blinking. <laughs> Conducting, writing, drawing, painting. Yeah. Laughing. Rowing. Jumping. Cheering. Praying. Oh. Throwing. Locking. Swimming. Reading. Folding. Crying. Gliding. Flying. Tickling. Knocking. Tapping. Nailing. Knocking. Uh, tapping. Nailing. Three, two. One. Stop there. Ooh, have a look, Ellen. Hammering, hammering. Now, Dave Green, let, let's give uh, the walkers a massive round of applause. You can have a sit down. You can have a sit down. I'll turn the telly back on. Dave Green, this is a massive moment in the history of Long Crendon. <laughs> Eleven was the score to beat. Dave, what did Helen get with the ladies? How many? Fifteen. Fifteen, 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 fifteen. We had plenty more words to go through. Oh, I think I spent a long time, there we go, a long time, trying to make sure you didn't get as many as I thought you could. But well done. So there we had our actions challenge. Um, I'll leave that for the tech team to sort out. We, there we had our actions challenge. Okay, we had our actions challenge. And you needed to use your actions as the audience to help the guesses guess action words. It was all about actions, right? Actions here, actions there, actions everywhere. And today, we're going to be in the book of Colossians chapter 4, verse 5. And we're going to see actions everywhere there too. Because our talk this morning is going to be how our, the gospel impacts our actions and our actions influence other people. Okay, let me say that again. The gospel, the cross of Jesus, impacts our actions and our actions impact, influence other people as they see how we live. That's what we're going to be focusing on this morning from Colossians chapter 4. But... Before we get there, we've got a big hello 
from some friends that left Long Crendon a few years ago, but it's good to see them again, Norman and Catherine Kirk. Uh, so do listen to some of the things they say and the things that they're going to be asking us to pray for. And then after that, I'm going to ask Helen Smith to come and she's going to pray for us as a church for some of the things we've already talked about, some of the things the Kirks say and some of the things going on in the life of the church. So here is the big hello for this morning. Enjoy. The big hello. A big hello this morning from across the Irish Sea. And it's Norman and Catherine Kirk speaking. We can hardly believe it's almost two years since we were last in Long Crandon, but we do follow the LCBC services most Sundays. And we like being kept in touch with LCBC news and the prayer requests. We feel well settled in Donegadee. That's an unfamiliar name and place to most people. However, Prince Charles paid us a visit three weeks ago and we were standing next to him. But he was unveiling a plaque commemorating the opening of the latest harbour, which was built 200 years ago. For many years, Donegadee to Port Patrick in Scotland was the only connection between the whole of Ireland and the whole of Great Britain. There was a packet boat service, and if you wanted to take your horse with you, no problem. Just pay an extra 2D. And that's an old money. We have been reflecting on a verse of scripture, and it's good to know that wherever we are, John 10, verse 9, always holds true. The Lord Jesus says, I am the gate, whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. Bye. Bye, everyone. Let's just join together in prayer. Paul writes in Ephesians, in Philippians, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of meeting together today and for the opportunity to join with you in prayer. We thank you for beginning a good work in all of us, And we praise you for the assurance we have in knowing you will continue to live and work in us, challenging and changing us by the power of your Holy Spirit until you come again. We ask that you'll be with John Billet this morning as he preaches at Cryers Hill and that you would bless their time together. Lord, we thank you that Saab was voted in at the church meeting on Thursday to join the pastoral team. We pray for Saab and Karen as they plan for their move to Long Crendon and for us as we plan to welcome him to the ministry team. Thank you for Norman and Catherine Kirk's big hello today and we ask for your blessing on them in their home in Ireland. Father, thank you that they know you to be the gate, that those who enter you, enter into you, Lord, will have life, a new life. And Father, we thank you that that is our privilege too. We thank you for their love and continued friendship to so many of us here at Long Crendon. Thank you for the life of Olive Waters, 
and for her love and witness to you, that she is free of suffering and now with you in glory. We pray for comfort for Pete, Neil, Paul and the wider family as they mourn the loss of Olive and for the preparations for the funeral next week. We lift those in our fellowship who are unwell or in hospital at this time. And let's take a few moments to lift others before God who are on our hearts this morning. We remember our students, both at school and university, those finishing and those who have finished their exams. May this summer be a time of refreshing for them and that you would guide and direct them for the next step of their lives. We thank you for Pastor Julian and the family serving you in Romania and commit to you their plans for a basketball team in Calaras and pray that it would be well received in the community to provide an opportunity to share the love of God through sport. Thank you for John's help in the ministry and we ask that you would reveal your plans and purposes to him at this time. We ask your blessing, though we ask that you would bless Julian, Julian with a gift of time to complete the house renovations. Lord, we commit our prayers to you, giving thanks that you hear us when we pray. Please anoint Nathan by your Holy Spirit as he comes to share your word to us this morning. Would you awaken our hearts, expand our minds and shape our identity. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Helen. And do continue to be praying for some of those things that she mentioned in your own prayers this week. Now, I wonder if there's anything that you think might make you say, wow. Can you think of something? Something that you might see or witness that might make you say, wow. There could be lots of things. Maybe a beautiful sunset. Or a delicious meal. Ah. Or maybe uh, an act of kindness that someone gave to you that was unexpected. Well, here's one person that we're going to sing about now. That when we come to see who they really are, what they're really like, the only obvious response is to say, wow. So the first reason is reading is from Colossians 4, verses 2 to 6. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know the answer to everyone. And the second reading is Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like the stars in the sky. Thanks so much, Joe. Well, on the screen, I'm going to show you some circles. Okay, and I wonder, as you look at these circles, are you in any of them? Okay, have a look. Are you in any of these circles? Do you spend time there? Do you know people there? Can you have a look? Hands up if you're in one of those circles. Right, everyone is probably in at least one of those circles. More than one of those circles? Yeah, probably the vast majority of us are too. All of us belong to one of these circles, whatever it might be. But here's another circle. 
Okay, And I wonder if you belong to this circle, if you're in this circle, the circle of being a Christian. Now, some of you might say, you know what, I'm not. You're here this morning and you know you're not a Christian, but you're here because you've got questions, right? Maybe you've got a friend who's a Christian who's invited you along. You've got questions and you want to know more about what the Christian faith, about who Jesus is. And so you're here to find out. Or maybe you've been coming to church for years. And maybe you look as though you're a Christian by the actions that you do, but you know deep down inside that you're not a Christian either. If that's you, if you're outside the circle of being a Christian, you're so welcome here this morning. Because the reason we come together as a church is to help people who don't know Jesus see Jesus, to explore the Christian faith for themselves, to ask the questions that they have, and to see what the Christian message really, really is. But I know some of you are here, lots of you that are here are inside this circle. You are a Christian. You have trusted in Jesus. You love him, and you're trying to live for him. But the thing is, you're also in these other circles at the same time. Whether it's school or work or home or sport, whatever it might be, you're a Christian, but you're also part of the world. You're in another circle at the same time. So your question might be, how do the two things go together, right? How can I be a Christian, but also be at school? How can I be a Christian, but also be at work? What does it look like for my Christianity to affect the other circles in my life? Or your question might be, How do I keep going as a Christian in these other circles when it's so hard, when there's so many pressures, when there's so many distractions, when that circle's saying, forget it, Christianity's a load of rubbish. How do I keep going as a Christian in these other circles? If that's you, we're so glad you're here. (laughs) Because that's what the book of Colossians is all about. Remember last time, last month, we began our series in the book of Colossians and we found out that the writer is this guy called Paul. Paul, the apostle of Christ, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae. He's writing to Christians that live in this place, Colossae. And why is he writing? Colossians 2 verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, Continue to live your lives in him. Paul wants these Christians to continue in Jesus, to continue living for him, to continue loving him, not to get distracted by the left or the right, but to continue in Jesus. And this morning when we're in Colossians chapter 4, the Bible reading that Joe just gave us, we see a template for what continuing in Jesus looks like. A life where the good news of Jesus affects three things. Our prayers, our actions, and our words. Now listen, before we move on, these three things don't make you a Christian. It's important to remember that. By praying, or by acting, or by speaking about Jesus, those three things don't make you a Christian. They don't affect how much God loves you. If you do them or if you don't, he doesn't love you more or less. What makes you a Christian is trusting in Jesus. But because God loves you, these three things help you continue living and loving him. Okay, it's important to remember that. Last time, we looked at the first one. 
devoted to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Do you remember? Be devoted, not in trusting yourself, but in trusting God. Be watchful because you're weak and forget and don't remember to pray and watch what God is doing in prayer. And then be thankful, not just saying thank you, but being full of thanks because of what God has done. And we had these, didn't we? Our lollipop sticks. Hopefully you've used them over the course of this this last month. If you didn't get one last time, come and see me afterwards and I'll give you them. And I'll explain how you could use them to help you pray. So that was last time, but this time we're focusing in on actions. Actions. Colossians 4 verse 5. And Paul wants us to know two things. Our actions should be wise and our actions should be ready. Wise and ready. Let's start with wise. Imagine, okay, imagine this week, this time next week, you've got one of these three situations coming up. Okay, it might be a big job interview. Okay, it could be a school exam. Or it could be a big, massive sports match. Okay, imagine yourself in one of those three situations. Turn to the people next to you or think of you by yourself. What might some wise things be to get ready? Okay, talk to the people around you. What might some wise actions be if one of these three things was coming up for you? Talk about it. See what you come up with. Or think about it and see what you come up with. Some wise actions. Okay, I'm not going to ask you for your feedback, but hopefully you've come up with maybe one or two or three things that will be wise actions to do. Let me maybe share some things in summary that might um, encapsulate some of the things you said. It'd be wise, wouldn't it, to, to plan, wouldn't it? It'd be wise, wouldn't it, to prepare, and it'd be wise, wouldn't it, to practice, Right? You probably said something in and around those three things. To plan, to prepare, and to practice. But see what Paul says in Colossians 4 verse 5. He says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Outsiders, Paul. What does that mean? Well, it means be wise in the way you act towards people, if you're a Christian, who aren't Christians. Be wise, be planned, be prepared, be practiced, be aware of what you're doing. Be thought through about what you're doing. Be careful about what you're doing. But I think be wise means more than just planned, prepared, practiced. Because see what it says in Proverbs 9 verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, wisdom here doesn't mean it's wise to be terrified when you think about God, to be sit there trembling every time you think about him. It doesn't mean that. But like our song, The God of Wow, it's wise to look at God and say, wow. It's wise to look at God and say, wow, to say, God, you're bigger and better than anyone or anything. So I'm going to fear you. (laughs) I'm going to follow you. So we could put Colossians 4 a little bit like this. What be wise or live for God in the way you act towards outsiders. Why? Well remember, if you're a Christian, you're also living in one or more of these other circles, aren't you? 
And the people in these other circles are watching you live your Christian life. They see your actions. The question is, what do they see as they watch on? Do they see a life that's living for God? Not a perfect life, but a life where the actions show that God is the biggest and the best. Or do they see something else? Actions that show you're living for work, or for family, or for yourself. Actions that show that maybe money, or popularity, or success are what's biggest and best. You see, just like our game before, our actions have an influence on the people around us. Even if we don't realize it, our actions will affect what people think of God. Their view of Jesus. Remember, your actions don't save people. God does that. But amazingly, God chooses to use our actions to point people to him. Let me introduce you to my great auntie Jean. There she is. Give her a wave if you want. You don't have to. But yeah, there you go. Give her a wave. Great auntie Jean. And there's me next to her. Now, my great auntie Jean and her family, there was no Christians in her family growing up. And it wasn't until their 40s that my great auntie Jean's brother and his wife became Christians. They were 40 years old when they became Christians. Now, my auntie Jean, at times, when she saw that they become a Christian, at times she laughed. <laughs> at times she said, that's a load of rubbish. Or she might have ignored it completely. But you know what? She was always watching. She was always watching. Watching how they raised their children in a different way. Watched how they ran a small business. Watched how they related to people. Watched even how they dealt with tragedy when one of their sons died. She watched and watched and watched. For 30 years she watched. Until at the age of 70, she trusted in Jesus too. 70 years old. And today she's in her 90s. She's been trusting Jesus for 20 years since then. Now what's my great Auntie Jean's testimony? It's that God saved her, right? God saved my Auntie Jean. But amazingly, God chose to use the actions of my grandparents to point my great Auntie Jean to him. And he can use our actions too. Not perfect actions, but actions that show that God is the biggest and the best. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Do our actions show that God is the biggest or the best, or just somewhere in the background? Why is that important? Because people are watching. And amazingly, God uses our actions to point some of them by his grace and by his will to him so that they might trust him. So there's our first point. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. But number two, be ready. Be ready. Here's what I want you to do. Okay, everyone in a minute has got to close their eyes. And I want you to start counting. I'm going to give you a minute on the clock to start counting as high as you can. But in a slightly different way, rather than going one, two, three, four, I want you to count two, four, six, eight, ten. Okay, so up in twos. 
Okay? Close your eyes, close your eyes, count out loud, and see how high you can get in one minute. Okay? Does that make sense? Do you accept the challenge? Okay? Everyone close their eyes now, keep them tightly shut, don't open them, and on the count of three, you're gonna start counting. Okay? Three, two, one, go. Were you ready for that, Josh? I don't think you were, because he's afraid the living daylight's out of him. Was any, give your hands up if it give you a little bit of a shock. Were you ready for the horn, Helen? No, Helen wasn't ready for the horn. What was going on? You were so busy counting, or maybe being distracted by listening to the people around you count, that you were surprised by the horn, weren't you? Taken by surprise by the horn. See what Paul says? In Colossians 4 verse 5. There is. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Paul doesn't want these Christians in Colossae to be taken by surprise, right? He doesn't want them to be too busy or too distracted by the things. He wants them to be ready. Ready to make the most of every opportunity. Every opportunity to, to do what? Well, to point people to Jesus with their actions. What we've been talking about. He wants them to be ready. Now, here's the thing. Every day, God gives and brings opportunity for us to point people to Jesus, doesn't he? Here's what I want you to do again. An opportunity for you to turn and talk. Make a list of how many people in the last few weeks you've come into contact with. Okay, not specific names as in like Bob and Barry and Bill. Okay, but like groups of people. Okay, like my neighbor. Okay, my grandmother. Okay, make sense? Try and come up with as many people that you've come into contact with in the last two weeks. Go. How many can you come up with? Make a list. Check it twice. See if you can get five. Lots of people counting on their hands. That's good. Maybe hold it there. I had a go. Here's on the screen. See if you had some of the people that I mentioned on the screen. Again, I had a few minutes and I came up with 30 quite quickly. Husband, wife, children, grandparents. On the far side, Amazon delivery drivers, call center workers, barbers, hairdressers, ice cream man. I was in Cornwall last week, ice cream man. Okay, so many people, right? And you could probably come up with more than that if you had enough time. So many people, so many opportunities to point those people to Jesus. But how often do we miss these opportunities altogether, right? How how often do we just wait for opportunities to come our way and then we're surprised when they do, like the horn? Or how often do we end up maybe even pointing people with these opportunities in the other direction, not at Jesus. Colossians 4 verse 5, make the most of every opportunity. Here's Harry Kane, right? The the Euros are coming up, football's going to be everywhere. He's the England captain, the England striker. His job is to score goals for England. But what does a good striker do? Doesn't just stand there and wait for the ball to hit him in the head and go in, right? He doesn't miss opportunities. He doesn't wait for opportunities. He makes opportunities, doesn't he? Harry Kane, he's on the move. He's on the lookout. He's active. He's on the front foot. He's aware of what's going on. And that's what we're called to do as Christians. To make the most of opportunities. Make opportunities to point people to Jesus. 
I wonder what that could look like for you this week. Could it be to sit next to the boy or girl that's sitting by themselves? Could it be to invite a mum from the school gate for a coffee? Could it be to bake a cake or bake, cook a meal for a neighbour? Sharing a video online using your social media. Wearing a t-shirt, Dave, that poses a question. Okay? What actions could you do that make an opportunity to then say something of the good news of Jesus? And we're going to be thinking more about saying next month, so we won't go too deep into that. Be wise and be ready. Let me finish by showing you two stars. Two stars that you can see from the night sky. On the left-hand side, we have the brightest star that you can see. It's called Sirius A, otherwise known as the dog star. What a great name that is. The dog star, the brightest star in the night sky. On the right-hand side, we have UDF 2457. That is the dimmest star in the night sky. It's so zoomed in, you can barely see it at all. Do you remember the verses that were read to us by Joe earlier, Philippians 2? Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault, in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. If you're a Christian, you're living in a warped and crooked generation, in a world that doesn't know Jesus and doesn't want to live for him. But you are a child of God in that world. You are shining. But the question is, how brightly? Are you shining like Sirius A, the dog star, a bright, massive star, wise with your actions, not perfect? But God is the biggest and the best, making opportunities to point people to Jesus, ready to say something. Are you just shining like UDF 2457? Quite dim. Wise, unwise with your actions. God's in the background, missing or just waiting for opportunities, not ready to point people to Jesus. I pray that you'll be like the dog star this week, shining for Jesus. It's not easy though, is it? It's not easy to do that. In fact, it's impossible to do it in our own strength. And that's why we had last week. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity in light of devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Okay? We need God's help if we're going to do this at all. We need to pray. So what I'd like us to do now is to pray. Underneath your seats, you'll have seen some stars and a pen. And what I want you to do is to spend some time reminding yourselves by looking at the stars, like the dog star, Sirius A, for you to shine brightly for Jesus this week. Hopefully that's a reminder, to shine bright for Jesus. But what I'd like you to do is on the stars, write some names of people. Who do you want to be shining brightly in front of this week? Maybe write some names down and pray for them. Pray that they come to see Jesus through you as your actions point to him. Spend a few minutes writing some names and then praying together as a group or as a family. And then we're going to finish our time by singing some songs. So over to you. You've got five cards there. You don't need to fill them all. But if you can fill some of them, that'd be great.
Let's write some names and let's say some prayers. Take those stars and stick them somewhere that you can see them this week to remind you as you see the star to shine for Jesus and as you see the people to pray, to pray for them, that God might use your actions to point them to him so that they might be saved. Uh, Do take those stars. If you need some more, come and get them off me. If there's more people you want to be praying for and use them this week to help you in your prayers. Do come and pray with us at five o'clock. Uh, later on this afternoon as Helen's going to be leading us in our prayers at five and also join with us next week as well as we start our new series in the book of Nehemiah uh, that really speaks into us now coming out of lockdown and how God uh, might regather and rebuild his people so come and join with us with that next week let me finish by reading Philippians 2 14 and 15 as a prayer to remind us of the truths that we've looked at today do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God, without fault, in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Amen.